It's time now for Bible Talk. Join our hosts, Gary Gibbs and John Bradshaw, speakers for the Amazing Facts Ministry, as they now open the Bible and discuss themes that affect your life today. Stay tuned, because the next 15 minutes will deepen your understanding of God's Word. Hi, friend, and welcome again to Bible Talk, where we talk about what the Bible says to us today. I'm John Bradshaw, and with me is Gary Gibbs. Hi, Gary. Hi, John. Last time we met together, we studied a very interesting topic, the topic about the Antichrist. And is this a hot-button topic today? Everyone's talking about it. It's in the movies. Uh, Prophecy is being written about in news magazines. It seems as though everyone's got an opinion, and hey, we talked last time, some of them are pretty funny opinions. It really is. I looked up on the internet, just typed in Antichrist, David Hasselhoff. He's, He's an actor on sure. a program called Babe Watch, becomes the first the first hit there for Antichrist. Supposedly, he's the Antichrist. Now, I hope someone's just kind of uh, doing that tongue-in-cheek. But do you get people who are deadly serious about promoting the idea that it's Ronald Reagan or Procter & Gamble? Or, and we can state with certainty that it is D, none of the above. In fact, John, you showed us that the Bible says the Antichrist beast is actually a nation. Yeah, that's what the Bible says. And where did we find that at? Now remember, the book of Revelation, so symbolic, draws its symbols from the Old Testament scriptures. And you go back to the Old Testament book of Daniel, study Revelation and Daniel together. And in Daniel 7, you've got Daniel the prophet having a dream about all of these beasts. And he says what he's dreaming about. He talks about animals coming up out of the sea, you know. And then he says in Daniel 7, 17, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings that shall rise out of the earth. Mm -hmm. In that, they're kings. Verse 23, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom. So it's symbolic. It's just like here in the United States of America. We represent America by a beast. Oh, sure. I mean, if you were to read a a cartoon, you might see a conference table with an eagle and a bear and a lion. At the table. You're originally from New Zealand. What do you, what animal do you use to represent New Zealand? Now we're kiwis. See, not the fruit man, the bird. We're kiwis. Oh, there's a bird, a kiwi what bird. What do you mean there's a bird? You need to know that. I need to educate this man right here. Well, I like to eat kiwi fruit. The, the bird I'll leave alone. You better not eat that bird. It's 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 a uh, it's rare and endangered. It's a precious symbol of our country. See. Okay, so the Antichrist beast is a nation. It's a kingdom. Now. Does this kingdom exist today? Well, I tell you what we can do. We can look in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 7, and look at some of the identifying marks of this nation, and we can find out. Well, why don't we do that? Because it's, this is probably quite a new concept for a lot of people, because most of the things we read and we see in the movies, it presents the Antichrist as a supernatural, single individual. Sure. Now, we're talking about a world power, a kingdom. Often people say the Antichrist is a is a Jew living in the Middle East, or or uh, you know there's a popular series where the guy is a Romanian, and uh, whichever way they look at it, it's generally one man doing some terrible thing. I remember John several years ago, and it wasn't that long ago. In fact, full page ads were taken out in like USA Today, the New York Times, the L.A. Times saying the Antichrist is here. Now, this was expensive. These ads were multiple thousands of dollars. Somebody spent a lot lot of money saying the Antichrist is alive. Excuse me. Yeah, no, the Christ is what it said. The Christ is alive today 
and living here. And of course, as Christians, as we looked at it, we said, oh, that's got to be the Antichrist. But you're saying, no, it's not a single individual. It's a kingdom. So there are points here in Daniel. Yeah, why don't we walk through them? You read in Daniel 7 and verse 8, I considered the horns and and lo. In fact, I want to back up. All right. I'm just thinking as I go here. Well, there's a lot here. Yeah, you've got these four beasts that Daniel saw. He said the first was like a lion. It had eagle's wings. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's verse Mm 4. Then there was another beast uh, like a bear raised up on one side. Then verse 6, a third one like a leopard. And verse 7, a fourth one that defied zoological classification. Mm -hmm. It was just this thing. Says it's a dreadful, terrible beast, like a monster. Now, many people, most students of prophecy are going to realize that this first beast represented by a lion with eagle's wings, is the nation of Babylon, the kingdom of Babylon. In fact, John, I have visited a museum in Turkey, the country of Turkey, and it has panels out of ancient Babylon that adorn the walls leading up to the presidential palace. And do you know what was on those panels? You're going to tell me lions with eagle's wings. Lions with eagle wings, all the way up to Nebuchadnezzar's palace, so, yes, historically, the wing line represents Babylon. You know, I've been to Babylon. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah, on Long Island, New York. Oh, Babylon, There's New York. Babylon, New York. <laughs> At the marina there, they've got these two great big pillars. On top of the pillars, yes. guess what? Wing lines. Lines with eagles' yeah. wings. Well, well-known, well-accepted historical fact. So what beast came after Babylon? Well, what country came up after Babylon would be uh, Persia, the Persian mm-hmm. Empire. Uh, that's represented by the bear raised up on one side. Mm-hmm. Then the third beast is this uh, beast like a leopard. And after Medo-Persia came Greece, Alexander the Great. Absolutely. And then after Alexander the Great and Greece, and we're getting down to oh, one or two centuries before Christ, yes. came this dreadful, terrible, exceedingly strong thing with the teeth of iron. That had to be the empire of Rome, because Rome overthrew Greece. That's exactly what it was. And then you've got this beast, this nation, this kingdom, Rome, not being overthrown by another nation, but it says, I considered the horns. This beast had 10 horns, you see. We find out later on in verse 24, these horns that came out of Rome were 10 nations or 10 kingdoms. So you got Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome. Rome divides. Rome breaks up into what today is uh, Western Europe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And now we get down to verse 8. Daniel says, I considered the horns. There came up among them another little horn. And now he describes many features of this little horn, which is a little nation. Okay. Now now the little horn here is the Antichrist, and I believe all Christians accept that when you do the comparison between this and Revelation 13, the little horn is what we would term the Antichrist. Oh man, you can't deny that. Right. Oh, that's clear. So let's look at some of the identification points of this. All right. Daniel 7 verse 8, there came up another little horn uh, before, oh well right there, it's a little horn. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is a nation, this is a kingdom, if you like, Mm -hmm. but it's small. Okay. Now, do you think that's significant? Could be. Oh, it got to be, right? How could it be the United States of America, as some people might think? All right. Anything but small, see. So point number one, it's little. And then, in fact, I I, I skipped over one, and I shouldn't have. They came up among them, that is, among the other nations, this little horn. 
Where did you place those little nations before? Well, it's in Western Europe. Okay, so this thing is coming up in... Western Europe. Okay, Western Europe. And now that we've got the geography of it, let's get the chronology of it. I'm going to bounce down to verse 24. You know, I see something else there. It's also coming up out of that fourth beast, isn't it? That's what it's doing. It's coming up out of that. So that's, it's coming up out of Rome, out of Western Europe. That's where it is, sure. All right. Verse 24 tells us when. It says, The ten horns are ten kings that shall rise, and another, that's this little horn, shall arise after them. See, the Roman Empire broke up in about 538 AD, and it broke up into these ten nations. And the little horn came up after they were already in existence. So where does it put it geographically? Sometime after 538 AD, this little one's going to come up. Right. Now, you may say, well, that narrows it down to like the last 1,500 plus years. That's really narrow, John. But what if you're one of these people who think the Antichrist is the Emperor Nero? He was around before that time. Yeah, you got a point. It counts it out, doesn't it? Okay. What else do we learn? Back up to verse 8. It says, Before this little horn, there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. So that's, that's three of those countries of the uh, ten that Rome broke up into. Yeah, they were destroyed. And, and I mean... Uh, Obliterated. Totally. Plucked up by the roots, man. You don't get rid of your weeds in your garden by snipping them off above the ground. So no ancestors here on planet Earth now. They, they're gone. Then we find down in verse 24 again that this nation was somehow diverse from all the other ones. So somehow it's different, okay? Mm -hmm. It's different. Now we get number six, back in verse eight. In this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man. Mm -hmm. So there's someone, let's say, at the head of this. Verse 25 says, he speaks great words against the Most High. And what does that mean? Well, listen, if you're speaking words against God, what are you guilty of? Blasphemy. Right, okay, yeah. so this thing blasphemes. That's what we would say. The same verse, verse 25, says he wear out, wears out the saints of the Most High. That sounds like what my mom used to tell me if I did something wrong. She said, son, I'm going to wear out your britches. Yeah, you got it. That's right. In other words, this is a persecuting power. Okay. Persecutes God's people. Also says in the same verse, thinks to change times and laws. Now, that sounds like somebody wanting to take Christ's place, doesn't it? it Tinkering does. with the law of God there. Yes. And then, now this one gets a bit complex. Verse 25 again, reigns for what the Bible says, a time and times and the dividing of time. All right. So three and a half years. That's where we get the three and a half years for the Antichrist from. Yes, we do. But I want you to consider that in Revelation chapter 12, it equates that exact same time period to 1,260 days. All right. Now, John, let's pull it together in our last two minutes here on the program. Can you walk through these again and tell us how they're fulfilled? Yeah. You want me to go through those identification yeah, points again? Yeah, we could. Let's just walk through Real them. quickly. First, Antichrist will be small. It'll come up in Western Europe. It'll come up after the other nations, sometimes after, sometime after 476. It's going, to come, uh, it's going to destroy three of them. It'll be different from the others. There'll be a man leading it. It'll be guilty of blasphemy, persecute God's people. It'll tinker with God's law and think to change it. And remember, it'll reign for 1,260 days, but in Bible prophecy, and I wonder whether we've got time to do this justice. 
The Bible teaches us that prophetically a day is equal to a... A year, yeah. Everyone knows the 70th week is seven years. Seven years. Sure. Mm -hmm. So this thing rules for 1,260 years. That's long enough that we ought to be able to spot which entity this is. You'd think so. It's so long that it's obviously not Ronald Reagan. Right. It's not Henry Kissinger. Right. David Hasselhoff can breathe easily. It's not him. Now, I see the clock, and I know we're running out of time. I think if people want to know who this is, they ought to call our resource line. We're going to give that number in a moment, and they should get our study guide for this. It's called Antichrist is Alive Today, and you don't want to miss it. This really is a power-packed Bible study, and it'll answer all of the questions and give you all of this information and more, and we would urge you to get it. Gary, this is a powerful study. We just never seem to have enough time on this subject. But, John, we will have time next time on this program, and let's cover it then, exactly who this is. And I think something to remember, too, is that whoever the Antichrist is, we all need to know Jesus Christ. And, friend, we want to urge you today to get to know Jesus and love Him and be safe in His arms. And join us again next time. Don't miss it when we come back with more of this on Bible Talk. If you'd like more information on what we've been studying today, we have a comprehensive Bible study guide we'd love to share with you that's absolutely free. This study includes many of the texts we've just discussed and expands on the subject, including information you'll want to know. To receive this free informative Bible study guide, simply call, write, or email and ask for BT115. Antichrist is alive today. The toll-free number is 866-BIBLE-SAYS. That's 866-242-5372. You can write to us at Bible Talk, P.O. Box 1058, Roseville, California, 95678. Or email us at BibleTalk at lifetalk.net. Bible Talk has been produced in association with Amazing Facts in the studios of Life Talk Radio.